there's plenty that we didn't play great. And Texas played well in, in many spots. But, man, we can play so much better. That's where I feel good, if you will. Not satisfied, but I feel good as as the head coach is that I, as I look at our team and all the different areas of our team, and we're 6-0, and but, man, we can play so much better. We have not played our best four quarters of football together in one game yet, and uh, and we're going to. Is that going to happen this weekend? You think this is where we see them play the best game that they've put out there start to finish all three phases? What I say earlier, 48-17. Um, if they win 48-17, yeah, that would probably qualify as their best four-quarter performance all year long. You know what? Why not? Who cares? I'll say yes. Tomorrow yeah. it happens. I, I think that there's a – I mean, they're as healthy as they've I, been all year long, right? I, I know Andrew Anthony's out now, but yeah. they're in a pretty good spot. So it just after a week to regroup, it feels like they're in a good spot to put their best foot forward tomorrow. It's kind of yeah, where I'm at. You know, I think the I, the nervous part of it is, well, you know, how are they going to respond after some success? You know, the big OU Texas win. Are they going to be uh, satisfied? Right, that's the that's the like the nervous part of it. The other side of that is no, they're not going to be satisfied. They're going to use that as a springboard to really launch them into playing their best football of the year, and they come out and look like a team that's absolutely on fire and takes it straight to UCF and and destroys them. And I think that is far more likely than they can't handle the success this is the this will be the second time or really the first time in this three game stretch but in the next three weeks you'll face two teams in your next three games that have a fake national championship claim which one is worse UCF's claim or OSU's claim I think it's OSU's Oklahoma State University's is worse at least UCF won out and beat a respectable Auburn team in a peach bowl that year nearly 80 years later to claim a national championship that was uh, won by a service academy army the year after um, WW2 or the year of year of the uh, the finish of of WW2. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say States is, uh, is worse because, Hey, say what you want about UCF. They finished the season undefeated, right? So, I mean, no one believes their claim, but they were what fourteen and zero that year, fifteen and zero. They were uh, fourteen and zero. They beat. Uh, it, it took them until the conference championship game to play a top twenty-five team. Yeah. But they beat number twenty Memphis sixty-two to fifty-five in double overtime in the American Championship game. Mm-hmm. And then they beat number seven Auburn in the uh, Peach Bowl that year. There, there you go. And hey. they uh, they were number twelve going into that bowl game. I don't know where they finished, but they still claim national champs. That's a heck of a resume. Uh, knock off Memphis and then beat Auburn in a big bowl game. Undefeated national champs. Twenty seventeen national champs. I'm sure they'll have uh, t-shirts on tomorrow to uh, commemorate the. You the think events. they're? You think they're? You know how teams have their equipment truck the semi with the big trailer <laughs> yeah. you think it has like a big national championship trophy so on so the visiting team normally parks uh the semi on the what is that the uh, southwest side of the stadium yeah the loading dock well, i have to uh-huh. go investigate that tomorrow <laughs> if the entire truck just says 2017 champs on it uh, i hope great. so a uh, guy from parts unknown says osu is worse everyone knows ucf isn't serious Bad about getting left out. The morons in Stillwater actually think they're the 45 champs. Yeah. Uh, Stillwater Sooners says, Bull take, OSU will add another retroactive championship before the Bedlam game. They will crown themselves as the 2011-2012 national champions. They've got a, I think they've got a better claim to that one. I actually think they, they probably would have won. If they would beat have LSU in, in the in the dome, 
Gets that bad LSU offense. Yep. Well, you know what? We'll never find out, thankfully. We'll never know. We will never know. Uh, what's the game nationally you're paying most attention to? Utah stomping USC again in the Coliseum? That's where I'll be Saturday night watching that um, one. Ohio State-Penn State. Oh, I mean, clearly the yeah. biggest one for the playoff. Ohio State-Penn State. Um, I think that one is going to have the highest level of football in it. Uh, Tennessee-Alabama is a good one. But perhaps the most entertaining will be Utah and the University of Southern Cal. Penn State and uh, James Franklin, they need to win one of these games at some point. And he's, he's not. One uh, and eight Yeah, yeah. Ohio State. And that's just, what's the narrative around Penn State for us? It's, oh, yeah, like a good program. You know, a, a solid, good, good program, solid program. Count on them to win nine, ten games, but, well, they can't beat Michigan or Ohio State, so what does it matter? Like they, they've got yeah. to get over that hump at some point if they want to be anything other than just the third best team in their own division. That's right. That's right. And I picked PSU as my upset. Um, I, honest, I think Ohio State wins the game. But I think Penn State's got a really good chance. The thing that is most interesting to me is Penn State is probably the better all-around football team. But Franklin's one and eight against Ohio State. They have a mental block, with and that this happens. Game. Yeah, and that, yes. that, that happens in some rivalries. I think we've seen it in Bedlam a lot, and I think that's exactly it, what's and, and not just with Ohio State. I think it goes for Michigan too when they play those guys. Right, and I think the way you typically break through something like that is whenever you have like a guy at quarterback. It's usually quarterback. It could be another position, but what, when you have the best player on the field. Right, like quarterback, whether it's you know a guy like Baker that's got some some moxie to him and is running around out there making throws, making plays, trying to run over guys for first down, you know, getting heated at the coin toss to get the whole team to just like like screw this, we can let's go let's go win this thing. That Penn State, I just don't think they have that guy. No, it doesn't feel like it. So that's why I think that even though they're probably the better overall football team, that I don't think they go in there and get the win. Unless, you know, that guy can emerge on a given day, but I don't know. That's that's why I'm not just outright. I know I, I took him as my, my upset special, but I, I don't feel great about them going in and winning that football game because I just don't think they've got that player on their team right Pandan now. Pandan Texas says headed to Norman or excuse me, Penn State is the Texas of the Big Ten. Hmm. <laughs> Which there could be uh could be some similarities there. Yeah. They I, both won about the same number of conference championships the past fifteen years. There's a lot hmm. of truth to that. I am uh, looking at a list from CBS right now. They think there's eleven contenders for the college football playoff. Mm-hmm. and they rank each contender's path to make it to the postseason from most difficult to the easiest path. Um, there's 11 teams on here, and surprise, surprise, they say OU has the most manageable path to the college football playoff given the remaining schedule. Sure. And OU's at 11, and Texas is right in front of them at number 10. Yeah. Wait a minute. you we're ranked 11 on teams that have the best chance? No, the easiest chance. So, like, they have Oregon at one, Washington at two. They say because Oregon they and Washington the have the most difficult path yet or to, to, uh, to get to the playoff because okay. of the schedule they have. It's a but, weird way to rank it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 was too, I had to read it, like, three times to, to make sure that's what they meant. OU and Texas, they say out of all the other contenders – yeah, these two teams have the easiest pass to get the easiest path to get to a college football playoff berth, and dude, it's it's hard to disagree with that. Well, even because, Florida State, North Carolina, like I totally agree with that. Because if Texas wins out, they're in, and if Oklahoma wins out, they're in, and if Oklahoma, uh, they they still have, you know, a, a ace in the hole where they can lose a, they can lose a game in the regular season and still make it 
And they may even be able to lose the Big 12 championship game and still make it. Maybe. Well, yeah. Depending. That's very depending. You know, we saw that a year ago with, with Texas Christian University. Now, I, you know, will that happen again? I don't know. Maybe we get the SEC bump now that we're officially out of the Big 12 uh, whenever that conference championship's done. But, yeah, Oregon and Washington, their remaining slate is really difficult. They go yeah. Oregon most difficult, then Washington. Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, and then we get to the SEC teams after that. Georgia and Alabama, then North Carolina, Florida State, Texas and OU. Yeah. So it's like Pac-12, toughest path, Big Ten next, then SEC, then ACC, then the Big 12 is the easiest. I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, you know, I will, I will say it's going to be interesting – to see how Georgia handles not having their best player around for a couple of games. Now, they still have a uh, an easy schedule, an easy run of it. Until they play, don't they play Tennessee at some point? Well, they're they're at Tennessee. Um, it's in November. Is it maybe yeah. mid, late? I feel like it's towards the end of the regular season when they go there. They got Florida and then Missouri, who's a better team than we would have thought this year. Ole Miss, Tennessee. So, after after they play Florida, they've got three top 25 teams in a row before they finish off with Georgia Tech. So, you know, their last – three out of their last four games could be difficult. Um, They've got a bye week this week. Everyone's, like, uh, re-ranking, like, hey, here's my preseason take I would like to have back. Here is my preseason 14 playoff. Here's what it would look like now at the midway point of the season. A lot of people, the majority of people – picking uh, Michigan to win the national championship now, midway point of the season. And that's fine. Like, okay, they've been good. They have played nobody. Has anyone played? I know OU's played a weak schedule. But has, o- has anyone played a weaker schedule up to this point than Michigan? There's no. It's not possible. I don't know even who the best team they've played is so far. Rutgers? Have, and I, they, and I they think they're Rutgers? good, don't get me wrong. And I think they'll probably go the playoff, but – they're hard to evaluate for a championship team, even though the numbers are impressive. Because God, it's been a, it's been a terrible schedule, and it's going to be a terrible schedule for a few more weeks. I don't think they play Penn State until um, like their third to last game of the regular season. Right at Michigan State this week, bye week. They're seven and zero right now. They haven't had a bye yet. At Michigan State this week, bye week. Purdue at home, at PSU. At Maryland, at home against the Ohio State. So their first, the, the, the game where, well, we'll find out how good Michigan is. Theirs didn't happen until November of this year. Right. Jeez. Yep, November 11th. That's right. And I will say those final three games are, are tough. At, at PSU is going to be a difficult one. And Maryland is a, a pretty good football team with the dangerous offense. And then, obviously, the Ohio State game. Um, is going to be a good one. So, yeah, pretty pretty easy run of it until then. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on next. Nobody covers your team like the ref. If it's Sooner news and talk you want, it's right here all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network, KREF.com, and worldwide on the KREF app. Mike Steely here for Cabins Group. Do you need help with fire, water, or mold remediation? Cabins is a local company that's been in business for over 15 years in the Oklahoma City area. Because they know you can't predict emergencies, Cabins is available 24 hours a day to help with emergency services or commercial maintenance. Call them at Cabins Group today, 405-573-3048, or go online to cabinsgroup.com. Hey, Sooner basketball fans, it's time for one last go-round in the Big 12 at the Lloyd Noble Center. Your men's basketball season tickets are on sale now and start at just $149. Secure your seats now and don't miss out on any of this year's Sooner Hoops games. Visit Soonersports.com or call 800-456-GO-OU. That's 800-456-4668 to purchase your tickets today. We'll see you at the LNC this year. Plank will be there from 7 to 8. I will be there. I'll be there from 8 to 10. You've got uh, Toby and Teddy from Balfour of Norman from 7 to 8. 
Yeah. And then Mike Steely there from 8 to 10. So come by and see us before the game. And then O'Connell's two hours post game as well. Who's the end of the radar player going to be tomorrow? Text line. Send in your submissions, 405-651-3439. And while we're waiting for those texts to come in, I'll give you an under-the-radar home game since we're celebrating the 100-year anniversary of Owen Field. Okay. How about Bob Stoops' first big win in 1999? A top 15 shellacking of Texas A&M, 51-6 on Owen Field. Yeah. Came out and uh, absolutely hammered them, right? They took, brought out all the stops, ran some – I think they ran a big fake punt that day. Uh, yeah, I that think, was a did, big one. Did they run the fake punt to your boy Seth Luttrell? Yep. Just ran it right up the middle for a big game. Right up the middle. And what was it? Coach Stoops says that that game was uh, – he kind of he, – he hung a lot of importance on that football game with the staff, with the, with the team. Felt like that, that needed to be a big moment for them to build off of for, uh, for the future. Had lost back-to-back gains, uh, games to Notre Dame and Texas. Come back and right. – this is weird to say. And we haven't said it since that day. The reigning Big 12 winner in Texas A&M. That's right. Last time we've been able to say that. Did they beat Nebraska in the championship game? They beat Kansas State. KSU. All K-State had to do was win that game, and they were going to the national championship. They lost. Mm. They lost lost A&M. Brutal. Under the radar player for tomorrow. Cherokee Sooner just makes me laugh. Luke Elzinga. I mean, maybe he's not trying to make me laugh. Maybe he's being serious. Luke Elzinga for under the radar. Putting the football. Well, that would fly under the radar. But I think it happens. I think it happens. We're going to have a good special teams day. I can feel it, Tyler. Drew from Flower Mound says Kendall Dolby. I think he'll get another interception. The Dolby kid, that would be big. Scott V. and Norman says uh, Petaway. See if he gets more involved now. Think he's going to be more involved now with uh, the Anthony injury? No, I don't. Mm. Camo Sooner, under the radar, Gavin Freeman, punt return for a TD. Uh, Blacktop Billy says Gavin Freeman or Gibson. Oki Tom says Stogner. Pastor Andy says G Freaky. He will get a punt return Mm. to the house number two. Dang, a lot of uh, Gavin Freeman breaking out tomorrow, having a big game. Yeah. Now, I think that's special teams driven, and I, I totally understand that. Uh, I will say, I think someone mentioned Jaden Gibson. I think that's an interesting one. I expect Nick Anderson to, uh, to slide into Andrell Anthony's starting spot. All right? And, and that means someone's got to move into to where he was. And I feel like Jaden Gibson's the most likely candidate to get quite a few more reps than I he's mean, been, been getting. He's and, given you every reason so far, really, right. to give That's him more opportunities. That's what I was about to say. His production whenever he's been in there has been excellent. So um, I think, I, I think Jaden Gibson's actually a really good guess on, on who could be under the radar. A lot of people are going to, uh, the way of a wide receiver for under the radar, and with the spot yeah. open, it makes sense. And here's someone I'll be interested in tomorrow to see how many opportunities he gets. Sugar Shane in Newcastle says Brennan Thompson, 100-plus a year, 100-plus uh, yard game. And yeah. for a guy like Brennan Thompson, for some guys, 100-plus yards means like eight or nine catches. For him, it could mean two catches and over 100 <laughs> right. yards. <laughs> right, yeah. I would love to see him be a bigger part of the offense, um, or at least just a part of the offense. He really hasn't been a part of it yet. So, Oh, yeah, I, I just like the threat that. of him being out there. You know what Agree. I mean? Like, like, yeah. I don't think it's going to be a scenario ever where he gets eight or nine targets, but just his presence there, like you – it's not like most wide receivers that you just throw in the rotation, like, okay, yeah, this guy – like, Brendan Thompson, you got to account for at all times. You have to. No. I agree. I think there's totally something to agree. that when you're when you're calling a game too. Um, he he's super dangerous, can absolutely fly, and it would be nice to see him out there stressing the defense, even if he didn't get the football. He doesn't have to have the football to put a bunch of stress on the defense and create some more space for some other players. So 
I'm totally with you on that. Kelly from Beg says Peyton Bowen will get a pick six tomorrow. Really? Huh. Okay. Last home game they got a pick six. And First dare I say, six. this is a team where a pick six could absolutely happen. You get them in some predictable third down spots. Yeah. Yeah. If you shut them down early and, and force them to have to put the ball in the air from the pocket, not a strong suit for them. So definitely. And – you know, I. it can be hard to pick them off at times because there's a lot of, you know, just kind of go balls against one-on-one. But, you know, we could have some opportunities there with the middle safety. Pastor Andy says in the announcer voice, Javante Barnes, boomer, 100-plus yards tomorrow. Okay. What do you think on that? I don't, I'm wondering if he's going to be available to play tomorrow. Yeah, I'm, I gotta get I gotta get over that before I predict him to have over a hundred yards tomorrow. Boy, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. Boy, yeah, there's a lot of Barnes and a lot of Sawcheck will have a great game. Um, how about that to throw a wrench in everything we've been talking about with the run game, right? I mean, it'd be awesome. It'd be great if one of those two guys emerges and has a fantastic game. But then, um, then we really got something to talk about with the running backs. But for now, I I think heading into tomorrow, it's uh, Tawi and uh, Marcus Major. Until Why otherwise. do you think everyone is so, like, dead set on wanting those guys to be the guys that come in and, and, and like, really go above and beyond? Um, because, Even though because you said yourself seen, earlier that the ceiling's a lot higher for those two than well, the other two I mentioned. I mean, I, I think it is, maybe, but, I mean... I don't know. Maybe it's not. I I don't know. But I'm totally happy with what I see from Tallwee Walker and Marcus Major. I just want to see them make an extra guy miss and, and turn a 12 or 14-yarder into a 40-yarder. If it were if, – if that happened on a more regular basis, I'd be totally fine with where those two guys are. And I, I really already am. Uh, text line says they also saw the cheese at bowl, and especially y- yes, especially for uh, Sawchuck on that one. Yeah. So, Cruton therapist says under the radar, whichever player gives the pregame speech to fire them up enough post Texas. That's a very interesting text. How, if you're Danny or anyone else on the team, do you top the line that he had before the Texas game? You don't. I don't know if you can't, man. You don't even attempt it. <laughs> no pregame Sometimes, speeches for the rest of the year. Whenever you've whenever you've really hit on something, you just you just let that ride. You don't ever even come back to it. You don't attempt it. You let someone else try and step up there. Um, don't ruin the moment by trying it again and failing. I guess I don't know, um, but you know if you could do it once, you could probably do it again. Well, you just, just replace every uh, opponent that week. Um, Oklahoma only fears God. UCF fears OU. Man, yeah. that, just, that just doesn't hit, doesn't hit the same, does it? Or call them Central yeah. Florida to make them mad. I, I don't know. Central Florida. Sarks Vodka says Caleb Hicks is the best running back in Norman. If you gave him the ball tomorrow more than 15 times, he'd rush for over 115 with two touchdowns and two 30-plus yard plays. I've. I, number one, I love how matter-of-fact the texture is. Number two, I can't say necessarily that I disagree. I just wonder if we get to that point soon where it's, let's try, let's try these, or let's at least attempt. Maybe late in the game tomorrow is when that happens. We may get there late in a blowout game. But, but not early, not, not in the there. first half, right, correct. Yeah, I, I, don't, I just, I don't think that's in the cards this year. Indecisive Sooner says, Tyler, I missed it. Uh, Devin Jordan committed LFG. Yes, he did. Two commits in yep. two days. Yep, two commits, two days. Number four class, according to Rivals. And now in 24, you have four of the top five players in the state of Oklahoma committed. The number one player, the number three player, the number four player, and the number five player. So not Who's bad. the number two player? Zadavian Sims out of Durant. He's going to Oregon. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, but the top uh, two players from Tulsa. There's been some complaints in the past about not doing a good enough job in Tulsa. That is uh, that that feels like that's changing. I agree. 
and that's that's been a constant from the very beginning since the University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables got here. He's he's making a concerted effort in state, uh, both with the preferred walk on route and scholarship route. I like it. I think that is. Uh, I think that's a good decision on his part. By the way, uh, for under-the-radar player, I believe Sark's vodka just started uh, started a trend. Uh, no. The Caleb Hicks train is it's pulling into the station right now with all these responses. Hicks. Well, I'd love to see him get some more action. Um, he's, he's an explosive player, runs through contact, great leg churn, great balance. Um, he's one of those guys you just hand in the football and let him go. Now, I can't. I can't vouch for how good he is in protection and if you can trust him to, to know like who he's got and where they're coming from and like how the offense operates at a at a you know a full fast tempo. I don't know any about that. What I do know is whenever he's got the ball in his hands, he's got some juice. Another under the radar uh, OU home game. I went with uh, 99 A&M at the front of the segment. Yeah. 97 Syracuse at home. They rushed the field that day as well, like they did 2000 Nebraska. Blocked a nice. field goal to win the game. What? What was the? What, what year did they switch to grass? I I don't remember exactly. Was that turf? That was. The, um, I think it may I think it may have been turf in '97. That that may be right. Yeah. Nice. What was your? Uh, was that Louisville game in '90? What was your first game there? The Louisville game in '97. Yep. That's it. Was it 97? I thought that was 98, but maybe it was 97. Yeah, 97, and then they played at Louisville in 99. Um, much much better experience for you, your first. Mine was 96 Tulsa, which was an yeah. L. That was a loss. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That is bad. That's uh, it's not making the under-the-radar great home games, okay? I'm shocked you stayed a fan after that. Well, it's it waffled, waffled for a few years after that one. Uh, that's our, your under-the-radar segment brought to you by Boyd Street Ventures. Boyd Street Ventures is a venture capital firm that provides funding and guidance for promising under-the-radar Sooner startups. Learn how you can help support OU innovation at BoydStreetVentures.com. Caleb Hicks, under-the-radar player, says the text line. It's done. I like it. I like it. All right, quick time out here from Riverwind Casino. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. Nobody covers your team like the ref. If it's Sooner news and talk you want, it's right here all season long. This is your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network, KREF.com, and worldwide on the KREF app. GMC continues its commitment to professional-grade engineering in the GMC Truck Series, like offering the world's first available six-function multi-pro tailgate on Sierra. This tailgate takes innovation to the next level with six distinct functions that let you load, unload, and access the cargo box quicker and easier. The list goes on, but it's more than just innovative engineering. It's knowing GMC is committed to professional-grade excellence on every level. See your Oklahoma GMC dealers. The Ref Radio Sports Network has the Sooner State covered. Yo, that's crazy. From Norman to Lawton. Clinton, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and beyond. That's a lot of potatoes. And when you're away, never miss a second with a KREF app. And it's for anywhere and anytime at all. Search KREF in the App Store on your favorite device. All the Sooner coverage you want, when you need it, with the KREF app. The Ref Sports Radio Network. At Oklahoma Electric Cooperative, our mission is to provide service our members can count on. We were built by our communities for our communities, and we're proud of our 86-year history of serving our neighbors with affordable, reliable service. First with electricity in 1937, then with high-speed fiber internet services in 2017. That's the power of connection. Visit okcoop.org slash capital credits to learn more about the cooperative difference. Oklahoma football is the best, and Balfour of Norman on Historic Campus Corner has been Sooner fans' favorite OU shop 
for more than 45 years. Locally owned, Jerry and Libby invite you to stop by and see what is new. Choose from great polos from Jordan, Nike, Columbia, Antigua, and women's tees and fashion tops that'll get you game ready. You will also find something for the younger Sooner fans with sizes from newborn through youth. There's a large collection of OU hats, including the new Hui hats. With their selection of socks, Balfour literally has you covered from head to toe. But they are more than just a t-shirt shop with everything you need for tailgating or watch parties, serving pieces, barware, and even framed art of Sooner greats and other decorative pieces. If it says OU, Balfour has got it. You can count on Balfour of Norman for the best selection, quality, and service. Or shop online at crimsonproud.com where you will find everything Sooner. Get geared up at Balfour of Norman, 792 Asp Avenue on historic Campus Corner. There are many ways to celebrate a life. For over 80 years, Primrose Funeral Service in Norman has been providing comfort and guidance to families in memorial planning. Prearranging a memorial is the best way for families to take it slow. Talk in a calm, compassionate environment away from the stress and sadness of loss. Primrose Funeral Services offers prepaid plans that protect your loved ones from hard financial decisions at a difficult time. Contact Primrose Funeral Service at 405-321-6000 or visit them at primrosefuneralservice.com. Dear Hero, Whoever you are, you save lives. I live with sickle cell and the pain and the issues that come along with sickle cell every day. I'm most grateful that people are willing to go out there and take their time, their blood, and give me new life. Because of you, I'm allowed to see my son grow up. Giving equals living. Give blood, replenish the supply. Learn more at hhs.gov slash giveblood. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Don't you wish your life came with a warning app? Stop. That dog does not want to be petted. <laughs> a heads up before something bad happens. You should not send that text. Uh-oh. Life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can reverse pre-diabetes and prevent or delay type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. What caught Teddy's eye brought to you by Iyala Gosney Law. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at Iyala Gosney Law. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. That's Iyala Gosney Law, 405-800-8080. 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is... Uh, we got ourselves a little bit of a series going on here in uh, Major League Baseball. Tyler with Houston... A massive win. How about that? Yeah, the Rangers get to play at home today. I wonder if they just tried to move the game to Houston since the road team just uh, – they're, they're underway. Here, here it is. Houston's up one nothing in the top of the third right now. So I don't think um, – yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I don't think the home team's had a lead this entire series thus far. Wow. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um crazy stuff but yeah i it it felt like the rangers were just gonna cruise not so fast says houston and they've looked fantastic the last couple of games so very very interesting there um the only other thing i've got tyler is um Negligence claims against uh, Art Bryles have been dismissed. U.S. District Judge Robert Pittman dismissed the gross negligence claims against Bryles, along with the former athletic director Ian McCall and Baylor University. Uh, said no reasonable jury can conclude, based on the evidence presented at trial, that the defendants were grossly negligent. So um, pretty interesting there. And, you know, there's been a lot of this with Art Bryles over the years, Um no wrongdoing found, uh, cases dismissed, tossed out. This is just kind of the next one in a long line. Now, I do think that there's still maybe uh, a claim or two left in this specific case, and I don't know necessarily if that's – I know there's a, a Title IX uh, claim against Baylor and then um, I think maybe another claim against Baylor. I don't know if there's another one against Bryles with this specific case, but – um, been dismissed. So what do you make of that? Well, I make that there was a whole lot of stuff thrown around in the very beginning 
against Bryles. Um, people familiar with what went down there uh, painted it as it was uh, it was very convenient for the university to try and point all the fingers at him. And as all of the, everything has played out, nothing is stuck, nothing in court, nothing as the evidence has come out has stuck against our Bryles. So um, I can't make any any claim on anything because I just don't know enough about the case. But uh, it's pretty telling that he, he was put through the ringer very forcefully. And anyone who even asked questions or suggested that maybe all of the claims aren't accurate was uh, – immediately shot down and would be attempted to be canceled. So um, I don't know. I just – I at least think it's very interesting. Yeah, I, I still don't think – I'm not saying that this is right. I'm just – the court of public opinion, I kind of what you're referencing there, mm-hmm. I, I still don't think that he gets a head coaching job ever again, not at least college football-wise. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, I just, just don't think that happens. Um, it would be cool if you covered or were a part of a Conference USA or a MAC team to play a bowl game in the Bahamas, the Bahamas mm. Bowl. It's been around yeah. for a few years now. There's just one problem this year. The Bahamas Bowl will not be played in the Bahamas. Apparently, it's being relo- uh, re- relocated due to ongoing renovations at Thomas A. Robinson National Stadium there in the Bahamas. Now... They have not announced where the Bahamas Bowl is being moved to. I'm going to guess somewhere in the States. But no Bahamas Bowl in the Bahamas this year. And the stadium, which they normally play, which has a seating capacity of 15,000, was gifted to the Bahamas by the People's Republic of China and was dedicated on February 25th, 2012. I did not know the stadium for the Bahamas Bowl was gifted by the People's Republic of China. Interesting. Yeah, a lot of interesting angles there, huh? Huh. Uh, I think playing the Bahama Bowl in Orlando sounds hilarious. Oh, I mean, it's going to be in the state of Florida, it feels like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's just awesome. It's great, isn't it? I love it. I love it. Did you ever see the movie Pearl Harbor starring Ben Affleck, Cuba Gooding Jr., and others? Yeah, as did I. Multiple times. Uh, It was released in 2001. And for those of you that have seen the movie Pearl Harbor, you remember when um, they attacked Japan towards the end of the movie. That was called the Doolittle Raid is, is is what that was. So Air Force plays, I believe they're at Navy this weekend. And their uniform, their entire uniform this week is to honor the Doolittle Raid, which was a big part of that movie. Um, It's a, they've got a chrome helmet giant plane on the side it's a white uniform and it says do little raiders on the back where the last name should be it's pretty nice. awesome man for someone check that out. for someone that's not a big uh, alternate uniform guy what the what air force and army and navy do for their alternates are sweet dude I, I i love it every time yeah those are always really cool i'm with you um that's interesting now is this a bad take to say that I wasn't a big fan of the movie. Well, it was and, way more love story than it was war movie, right. it felt like. I, I think I went into it thinking, this is going to be kick-ass. It's going to be like Saving Private Ryan, except for it's a different story, you know, in, in a, in a and different... And they recreated the Pearl Harbor scene well, but it was just way more of a love story than you get with the war movie or that you right. probably want, you know? Right, yep. And that I'm was a messy you. love story in that movie as well. Aren't got, they all? They got, Aren't they all? It got rather, uh, it got rather uh, complicated in that one. Real quick, I'll run down some uh, Cruton rankings for the 24 class after OU gets a four-star corner in-state, Devin Jordan. It's now Georgia with the number one overall class, Ohio State at two, Florida at three, Oklahoma at four. So recruiting for OU um, – continues to go rather well. This is less of what caught my eye, more of a question to you in the text line. Let's say OU wins out all the way through the regular season in the Big 12 championship as well. With what we think will happen the rest of the college football season, who would be OU's second best win on the resume? I guess beating Texas twice would be your two best wins, but who would be your best win as it looks now 
from a team not named Texas? It might be ISU, as crazy as that is to say. It's trending that way. They look pretty good. Um, if Oklahoma State beats West Virginia, it could end up being State. It's one. It feels like it's one. It's it's OSU, Iowa State, or bust on having a win that you can even bring up. You know. I guess Kansas, even though no one's going to want to hear that, you know, I I think the the narrative around Kansas has changed quite a bit, but. You know, it's not what you want to uh, call your second best win of the year by any means at this at this point. So, I don't know. Iowa State uh, still just has the one loss to Oklahoma in conference. They're three and one in conference, uh, four and three overall. But they have found something in their running game and with Rocco backed and defenses playing like you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, last one I have. Tolson's came up just short of breaking the Guinness World Record last night for largest oh. beer tasting. They came up short. The TU football team came up short. Um, it was a night of excitement there, but ultimately the fans fell short, and Rice um, Rice had a very nice win at TU last night. Man, they looked good. What a disappointment. What was it, like 1,400 people for the beer tasting? Um, let's see. The, yeah, it's uh, 1,243, and that, was a, that happened in Barcelona in July of 22. Come on. Should have had an OU, should have had an OU weekend. Would have obliterated Jeez. that number. Yeah, that I, Yeah, that's a that's disappointing. And frankly, I think that that is um I think that that is a feather in the cap of Oklahoma City that Tulsa couldn't pull off that <laughs> that world yeah, record. Spark I know the there's a big rivalry going spark on. Spark the there. rivalry, please. Get it going. It's good. All right, is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We will wrap up hour number two next. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. Nate Barconti, the Be Funny Tour. I mean, Chuck E. Cheese is rough. I don't know if you've been there in a while. They look like they're trying to go to business and they can't. All new material. They filed for bankruptcy and they're still open. They call Blockbuster and they're like, how do you get out? We want out. Nate Barconti. Sunday, October 22nd. Paycom Center. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Produced by Outback Presents. Nate Barconti. The Be Funny Tour. Teddy Lehman here for my friends at Extreme Outdoor Equipment in Newcastle. They're having their end-of-season blowout on all remaining Bad Boy zero-turn mowers. Even if you weren't planning on buying a new mower until next season, you're going to want to take advantage of this sale. Take $1,000 off the Ramblers, $1,500 off Magnums, $2,000 off Avenger and Elites, $2,500 off Mavericks, and a whopping $3,000 off Maverick HD and Rebels. The sale ends when the last one's gone. Extreme Outdoor Equipment, located at I-44 exit 108 in Newcastle. It's time to stand out, be bold, and Buicks are bold at Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. Take up to $5,500 off MSRP on new 2023 Buick Envisions. Now that's bold money and unbeatable savings on new 2023 Buick Envisions. Make bold moves. You are going to stand out. Head to Dorsey Jones in El Reno now. Dorsey Jones Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81, exit 125 in El Reno, or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. If you're looking for the best casino experience, then Riverwind is your place to play. Get spooky with our $80,000 Friday Night Fright. Play with your wild card all October. For a chance to win a share of $80,000. Riverwind, the best place to have a good time. I'm Gina Mitchell of Mitchell's Jewelry. Are you ready for a nice getaway and some great jewelry? Do I have a deal for you? Spend $2,300 and Vegas is free. Or if you prefer, Orlando can be your destination. Our cases are filled with diamonds, gemstones, and all the latest trends, so you can choose something fabulous and get a little vacation on us. Don't delay. The memories and the jewelry will last forever. But this offer ends soon. Mitchell's Jewelry in the heart of Norman at 2201 West Main Street. 
This is Peggy Doviak, and I opened DM Wealth Management because of a horrible experience that my mother had with a stockbroker. I wanted to give people an alternative, a place they could go to understand their money, to know why investment decisions were made the way they were, and to create a financial plan that would help them meet their goals. Most of all, I wanted to help them plan their prosperity. Call me at 405-329-8884 or dmwealth.com. Hi, I'm Mandy Moore. We can do great things when we stand together. Stand Up to Cancer is closer than ever before to achieving its mission to make every cancer patient into a long-term survivor. So get on board and stand up to cancer with us. To learn more about how you can support this groundbreaking effort and get Advantage Miles, go to standuptocancer.org slash American Airlines. Scammers often try to dupe veterans to steal the VA benefits they've earned. Scammers may try to obtain sensitive information or collect payments over the phone, offer to move assets in order to qualify for pension, insist benefits may be sent directly to a friend or caregiver, or promise to manage benefits or file a claim for you. VA will never charge you for processing a claim, and only VA can determine eligibility. To report suspicious activity, visit va.gov forward slash OIG forward slash hotline. When you're high, you feel different. You think different, you talk different, you draw different, you listen to music different, but you probably knew that. Problem is, you also drive different, and not in a good way. That's why driving high is illegal everywhere. So if you're high, just don't drive. Make a plan to get a sober ride. Because if you feel different, you drive different. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. My daughter was diagnosed with a rare malignant rhabdoid tumor on the spine. They sent her straight to St. Jude. My hope was gone. But when you get there, everyone's like, hey, we're not going to give up. And when you see other people not giving up on your child, that makes all the difference in the world. When I found out I didn't have to pay, I was just grateful. They saved my baby's life. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush on an OEC football Friday. Let's get to the text line, 405-651-3439. Deer Creek Sooner says, interesting tidbit. This is the first season since Schnelly's 95 debacle that we will not play a true road game in the state of Texas. Huh. No at Tech, no at Baylor, no at TCU, no at Houston. Yeah. Though you still, if if all goes uh, according to plan, you won't play a true road game in Texas, but you could play three games in the state of Texas: OU, Texas, Big Twelve Championship, and a national championship, or a Cotton Bowl, I guess, as as well. Where's the Natty? Houston. We've, oh, that's right. We've that's covered right. this. Yeah. Hmm. Well. Yeah. That is interesting, and. I guess moving forward, we won't be venturing down to the state of Texas nearly as much. Once every, well, I mean, once at least once every year, but for a true right. road game, once every four years, I guess. Yeah. To go to that Colt down in College Station. Yeah. If if the rotation and everything stays as is, I guess they could uh, switch it up and make them one of our permanent if we go to the nine game situation but doesn't feel like that's there's a whole lot of momentum behind that right now so yeah that's interesting you know we're used to going down to the state of texas a bunch um and i can't say that i'm upset that we won't be down there as, as often yeah would be awesome to uh deliver the final nail in the coffin for jimbo's career at texas a&m but me thinks that's going to have been decided way before OU and A&M play again in the SEC. I keep telling you this. You do not want Jimbo Fisher to get fired. You want him right on the edge of getting fired forever. But you don't want him to get fired. I want you never know what they're going to hide. I want the press conference after is what I want. I'll worry about the important stuff later on. And I'm not worried about A&M making the right hire. Hell, when's the last time A&M did make the right hire? 
It hasn't well, happened very many times. That's true. That's true. But uh, I don't know. That could it could happen. So that's what I'm saying. Like you've got exactly what you They'll want. They'll still there find right a now. way to screw it up, even if they made the right hire. It's Texas A&M. But it's what you love. It's a school that you don't like, with a coach that's easy to make fun of. Why would you ever want to ruin that? Yeah, um, and I learned my lesson with Tom Herman on that one. I, I still wish we had him around <laughs> at a relevant know, that's university. What, see, that's so, what I'm telling you. So let Jim. Here we go. Let Jimbo get fired and let them hire Tom Herman at Texas A&M. <laughs> That, that's the dream scenario. What's best for the show, right? We always ask that. What's best for the show that's, is that they hire Jimbo Fisher and hire Link, uh, fire Fisher, hire Lincoln Riley. Oh, God. Oof. I wouldn't put it past him. No, I told you. Uh, remember, there was a lot of smokescreen being thrown out last time about uh, about LSU, and he ended up under the radar no one even knew uh, or was thinking of the university of southern cal and that's where he ended up right now there's a lot of smoke around the nfl and i i'm sitting here saying like why does anyone think that the nfl wants to go the college route again um but here's the team that's just sitting down there with a loaded roster all they need is a quarterback and there's a guy that can bring you a quarterback and no defense yeah, no A&M's been good at defense. That'll go out the window real quick. 6-2-0, what is the latest on the SEC schedule? Is it set? Who are our yearly rivals? It's set for next year. Um, your yearly rivals are Texas as of the 1-7 format that they're currently, uh, currently doing. And thank you for listening. Welcome to the show. Yes. SEC schedule next year is set. You play Bama, you play Tennessee and South Carolina at home. Texas and Dallas. On the, on road, the road to Ole Miss, Missouri. LSU, Auburn, and Missouri. Yep. Next year's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. And it's going to be a fun offseason leading into it. I'm just I'm curious as to, uh, depending on how we finish this year, like what the narrative around Oklahoma and, and Texas obviously is going to be entering the SEC, like where we're going to be picked well, and all that stuff. It could be the exact opposite of what I thought it was going to be last offseason. I thought it was going to be, oh, you sucks. So they're going to get exposed in the SEC. Well, the way the SEC looks this year and the way that OU looks, God, I, it might be a positive outlook for OU in their first year. I kind of want it the other way, though, that they're going to go in and get exposed. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I feel like the tide has turned narrative-wise. And mainly it's – obviously on the field stuff is, has been big too, but I think the recruiting has caught the attention of a lot of those SEC schools. So, all right, quick timeout. we got the final hour of the rush coming up next here from Riverwind. Stay with us.